Are you hungry for more? You know what life has to offer. You sense it is radiating magic, but perhaps you feel like you're just not fully nourished by all there is to embody. Welp, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Here and now. Just what the doctor ordered. Welcome to the conversation, Well and Why, where we feast on fuel for the soul. These topics are designed to ignite that fire and maximize our human potential. Together, we can heal the system. Alone, we can heal our bloodline. Bon appetit! Welcome back to Well and Why, a spiritually nutritious production. I'm your host, Allie, and this week's episode is with Sarah De Silva, and she currently is going through chemotherapy for her breast cancer, and she's my age, 27, and lives in Australia. Before I continue in this, I just wanted to apologize in advance for my nasally congestion The allergies here on the East Coast of the U.S. are insane right now. I haven't really looked it up, but I can tell you from from my body's reaction, the pollen counts are high, folks. It's not safe out there. Stay inside. (laughs) Just kidding. So we talk a lot about Sarah's balanced approach to Eastern and Western medicine when enduring chemotherapy. We also discuss how her perspective of chemo has drastically changed after being diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, She mentions self-trust and committing to our decisions, which I really loved and thought was well-suited here on Well and Why, since I've mentioned many a times that for 2019, my word of the year is commitment. So that just goes to show what that word means and how people take it to into effect and um I don't even know if what I just said made sense but uh yeah so she committed to her decision and here she is and she's doing a great job really really proud of her and I didn't know her until before this besides some um, Instagram exchange uh also she has this YouTube video it's about 30 minutes I believe And if you go to her Instagram, which I will link in the show notes, she has a link tree. And one of the buttons is called Mandalas for Mindfulness. She teaches us step by step how to create a mandala. I don't know if you know what a mandala is or not. Basically, it's a beautiful picture of a very symmetrical, circular-ish. There's a lot of... It's like geometry like a creative geometrical pattern (laughs) yes that's what I'm gonna go with Uh, that was quite the struggle but anyway it's so much fun I didn't have the tools I needed for the first one so I tried it freehand and once I tried that one I was like if this was that much fun I can only imagine what it would be like if I had all the tools necessary to make this look even more beautiful So the next day, I went to CVS, got what I needed, and before you know it, I am drawing mandalas out my butt. I just love drawing them. I draw them every day. I'm obsessed. Literally, I am obsessed with drawing mandalas. You would know if you look at my Instagram at all in the past week. 
um, at Spiritually Nutritious. I've been sharing them. Actually, speaking of creativity and cultivating creativity, because you do not have to be, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I can't do that. That's amazing. Everybody can do it. Just, we just have to take the time. There's this video that I watched today that somebody I know shared, and I was so grateful to have taken the 20 minutes out of my day to watch it. I am going to link it in the show notes. It's a TED Talk about how school kills creativity. And I'm surprised I didn't cry in feeling that it was super relatable um, because I do honestly think society killed that inner child that I that I had of being creative and luckily I had learned from over time that you can cultivate this and that it's it's not just your creativity doesn't just die and go away forever it's just a matter of playing and doing and being and trying and that's what I've been doing the past couple of years and it's seemed to have come in handy um for me and my just in my confidence of trying something for the first time you know I think that's often the hard part for a lot of us I briefly wanted to mention as well that I forgot to ask Sarah how she discovered her cancer in the first place and she wanted me to mention that checking yourself is imperative she actually found it herself she realized there was an abnormal lump growing and what was weird about it was that it was hard and it didn't hurt. So I, that's not to say that it would always be like that, but that's how it came up for her and she got it checked out and it was cancer. Anyway, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Sarah, you are a doll, so inspirational and thank you so much for your time for being on here and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. I would just love to talk about obviously whatever comes up, but Mm -hmm. definitely the blend between like the Eastern and Western medicine is really fascinating and your take on it. And obviously you've had a lot of experience with that. So, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I'll start with, um, I'm sure that you found my page or maybe I found yours. I can't really remember but on Instagram. Um, but, uh, I talk a lot about that on my Instagram because I actually used to be so totally deeply into, um, just natural medicine. Um, I started a naturopathy degree, um, in 2013 and I ended up, um, deferring for a while going traveling and I'm going to go back and finish off that degree because I'm still so passionate about that side of things. Um, But even before I got diagnosed with cancer, I was totally and completely against chemotherapy. I was like, there is no way I would ever touch that. I would never, ever put something like that in my body. Um, And then I got diagnosed with cancer. (laughs) And when you get diagnosed with cancer, it's like a whole new kettle of fish. You're like, okay, well, I, I like, this is what the doctors are saying to me. Cancer is like such a, you know, life or death death thing. And you're like sitting there um, having to make this spur of the moment decision. And you, it's hard to like, 
really honor yourself when you have so many conflicting ideas about what you should be doing. But I saw a naturopath, I did a lot of research, and unfortunately, the sad thing is that I found that um, a lot of people who are managing their own cancer um, themselves don't completely get rid of the cancer. They use, they're actually um, living with a, a chronic kind of disease rather than like there's, there's a lot of cases where people have completely healed their body of cancer themselves, but there are a lot that don't. And I just doubted myself and I was like, I don't think I could support myself in that way. And I said, okay, I'm going to do chemo, what they're recommending. Um, and it was really, really scary. Like before I went in to my first session, I was so scared and I cried my eyes out. And um, one thing that stuck with me when I saw my, natu- my naturopath, she said, you've made this decision, you have to stick with it now and just trust yourself. And I just went, okay, look, that that's it. Like I've made this decision and I'm going to put my mind in a state of healing now and I'm going to just say, look, okay, I'm using both sides <laughs> to their like their best advantage and I'm going to um, do my best to support myself through this because I know a lot of people go into chemo, um, like they, they, they have cancer because of some bad habits or a lifestyle decision sometimes um, and then they go into chemo and then they don't make any changes at all. They just go, okay, putting this drug in my body and I'm not um, going to make any lifestyle changes, not change any of my bad habits. And um, I was like, no, this is an opportunity for me to really shift the way that I live, the way the things that were maybe not benefiting me before um, and really take advantage of that while I have all this time to heal myself. Mm. So although chemo has been super, super hard, um, all of the things that I've been doing to support myself, a lot of people have said, wow, you're doing so well. I've seen people on chemo before and they, you know, they they weren't able to walk around, like they weren't able to get even get out of bed. And I was like, wow, I, I don't feel like that um, – even though there are some weeks where I do feel like staying in bed and, and I can't can't get out because you, you feel like crap, but that's okay. Um, with all the support that I'm giving myself, I have enough energy sometimes to, to get out in the sun and do things like get into nature, which is so important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess there's just so many things I could say. There's just so many. Totally. And um, we'll get into all yeah. of it <laughs> yeah. or whatever you want to get into. We'll get there mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And I just wanted to say before we get fully started, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. I'm excited to chat. Yeah. So I was even going to mention that I don't even know how we found each other on Instagram, like who found who, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever that even means. Um, but it's likely because we both really love health and wellness and preventative health care. So it's pretty cool how Instagram works like that, I think. I know. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. I've met so many amazing people through this journey. Isn't that wild? Through Instagram. Yeah, yeah mm. that's so nice. Um, and I, yeah, I noticed that we're the same age and I just like cannot comprehend what you're possibly going through at this age. You know, 27 years old, a woman and you have breast cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. So I just wanted to say thank you for being like a walking spokeswoman for such a difficult yet very real experience that a lot of us can't even fathom. 
Yeah, it's um, it's actually like the scariest thing that I thought could ever happen to me, and it's happened. And now I feel like, wow, okay, I've I've overcome my biggest fear. I can do anything now. <laughs> wow, it's empowering. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for having me here. This is my first podcast experience, so it's cool. amazing for me to um, be able to share this experience with other people who may be going through it as well, and um, especially you know, going through it so young. Um, it's not something that a lot of young people go through, but I am actually noticing there's so many more young people getting cancer now because mm-hmm. our world is just so toxic. It's just crazy. Yeah. And um, I just want a lot of women who are young to know that they're not alone and, like, there's a lot of strength that comes from an experience like this um, and it's how we choose to see the, ex- the experience as it comes, definitely. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a great lesson. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So you pretty much introduced yourself already, told us a little bit about who you are, um, but where are you from and whatever whatever else you want to share with us? What's life like in Australia? Oh, well, that gave away the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, I'm from Australia. I grew up in Sydney, um, in the South Sydney area, um, and... When I turned 18, I went traveling um, because I was very, very passionate about traveling. I was just like, I need to get out of Australia. I need to go see the world. And I lived in Thailand for a year. And when I was over there, I was teaching English. It was an amazing experience. Um, But that's when I found natural health. That's when I, like, really discovered it. That's when I became passionate about it because I was living in this little rural area. Yeah, every time I had some sort of, like, illness or infection or anything I just I started researching ways to naturally fix it and I was like wow there's so many ways that then the body can actually heal itself um, if you give it the right things and I became really really fascinated with that and I started doing a lot of research even into cancer and everything back then like this is like 10 years ago and I became um, so obsessed with it that I like went vegan went raw became so so passionate about all those kinds of um, ways of healing. And when I did all of that, I, I started to notice that um, uh, when I was vegan, I became anemic and my body mm. actually shut down and I was um, really low on energy. So I saw, I went to see a naturopath and she said, um, you can like actually fill up your body with a lot more um heavy iron rich foods. And I started to do that. She gave me an iron supplement and everything, yeah. but it just didn't work for me. And then I, I started eating meat again. I started eating organic meat. And I realized that um, there's a new kind of way that naturopaths are going. They're going towards like the blood type diet rather than going um, fully, you know, one way or the other, just listening to your body when, when it needs it. Mm-hmm. And I did all of that. But then I kind of went into uh, like, you know, when I started studying naturopathy and everything, I went into a new kind of phase in my life where I just was like, no, I need to stop all of this right now. I need to go travel. I need to go find myself. And I eventually started um, getting into Amazonian medicine and stuff like that. Mm. Went overseas, did combo. Um, I wanted to do ayahuasca, but I didn't get there. Um, and I felt like that just it just wasn't the right time for me to do that. But um, I'm really into delving deep and going into the mind. And I started looking into quantum healing and studying EFT and everything like that. What's so I went EFT? away from like, oh, EFT, sorry. 
okay. his emo- emotional freedom technique. It's tapping, um, oh, okay. releasing, uh, releasing blocked emotion or blocked uh, any blockages in the energy field of your body. It's kind of like acupuncture but without the needles. Mm. It's very, very um, – it's an amazing way to release trauma or um, if you have PS- PTSD, sorry. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of research that shows that with PTSD – people have a lot of relief using EFT. So Have you used it it for something yourself? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a a trauma when I was younger, something that I haven't actually talked a lot about, like on my my page or anything like that, but I'm still open um, to talk about it. I was um, sexually abused when I was a young girl, and Mm -hmm. it was something that was very – like it took me a long time to process it. Even only last year, I told my mum about it happening and who it was and everything like that. Wow. But over the last ten years, I've been doing a lot of emotional re- um, work to release that. Um, and it's still something that is going to, you know, affect me for the rest of my life. But I see it as a more empowering situation that it happened for a reason for me to help other people who have may may have gone through this. And, you know, even though something hard has happened to you in the past, we don't have to completely identify with it, but rather see it as something that it made it who made us who we are really. Um, and EFT really, really helped me with that, wow. uh, with the trauma of that. And uh, studying that, I was just, I felt like I was really in alignment with everything that I wanted to do and I eventually became a life coach because I was like, this is, I just want to help people now. But um, I didn't necessarily want to do it through naturopathy. I just wanted to help people with their emotions. And that's why I'm a coach now, a life coach, talking about self-love and focusing on, you know, empowering yourself from within. And um, there's a lot of experiences that led to me wanting to talk about self-love as my my core topic, I guess, yeah. um, you know, bullying and cheating exes and, you know, the natural kind of thing that people go through. But um, those experiences gave me a lot of low self-worth when I was younger. And I wanted to focus on that coming through with my coaching, talking to people about how you can release that thought that you're not worthy enough and you can start to really feel empowered and love yourself more and more and more through impeccable self-care and a lot of techniques like EFT and getting a life coach and things like that. Um, But yeah, I guess that's my journey thus far. (laughs) Amazing. That's awesome. Um, Where did you get your life coaching certification? There's a man uh, here in Australia. His name's Matt Catling. He has a company called uh, Your Future Now, and he does courses that um, focus on NLP, hypnotherapy, um, EFT, and um, like there's a, a full life coaching um, kind of technique that he gives you as well as public speaking, getting empowered, talking to people, getting out there, just like. He's just really empowering a lot of people, kind of like a little bit like Tony Robbins, but not so intense. <laughs> He's a bit more <laughs> loving and <laughs> um, That's so funny. gentle in his approach. <laughs> right, right, whatever works. 
yeah. <laughs> but um, he's uh, he's very he's really empowered me to um, from this person with self low self worth and feeling like I wasn't confident in the world. <laughs> yeah. To this person who is talking about all of these things and now that I've had this diagnosis with cancer, I feel like it's just aligned me even more with my purpose as well. Um, and without doing all that work that he helped me to do, I wouldn't have been able to see that as well coming into this. So mm. I'm very, very appreciative that I did all that work yeah. coming into this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's kind of wild. But I think that's like, I think that's a, an amazing example of why preventative healthcare is so important because they all connect so much, you know, and, and like, God forbid something does happen, you have way more tools in your box to handle your mindset in the process. Yeah. 100%. And your body, you know, that too. I mean, it's all, that's amazing. Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. So were you, was that certification in person? Yeah, yeah, it's all in person um, going into the courses. They're all five days each. They're four courses. And then you get your certification at the end. Um, and then he gives you a lot of opportunities to, like, do group coaching and things like that and teaches you how to, you know, empower yourself and make your own business out of it as well. So I thought it was a really – it was it was crazy how I got into it because I'd just gotten back from overseas. I was asking the universe, please just align me with my purpose. I really want to help people. And then I got this text message saying, please come to this seminar. And I was like, what? I didn't even remember signing up for this. <laughs> and <laughs> um, it was because I went to like this um, mind, body, spirit festival. I'd scanned my phone on a few things. And <laughs> it was like, you've won this seminar for free. Come along. And it was a two-day seminar and it was his seminar. And I walked in there and after those two days, I was like, there is no way that the universe was not telling me this was what I need to be doing. So I signed up straight away. I was like, this is it. <laughs> That's incredible. I love yeah. that. And it's yeah. the power of technology and what literally pops up into our palms when we need it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've spoken so about this before, but there was... I was on a podcast call with my yoga teacher friend and we were talking about therapy and I was telling her like, do you have any recommend as asking her if she had any recommendations for how to find a therapist? Cause it's like a little overwhelming, you know, it seems like a second job to try to find someone in your healthcare network or someone who you align with as a person. Um, so she gave some really great recommendations, but I got off of that call and in my inbox on Instagram was a message from somebody trying out this like group therapy and it was like her beta testing group. It was like <laughs> such a small group of us and it was every Sunday for like eight weeks. We had a couple off weeks, but four yeah. out of like five of us are still connected uh, in a little group chat and we That's like amazing. appreciate each other so much. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I it's know. just, it's when, it's when you kind of align yourself with your, um, what you what you think you're doing is the right thing you, you, you deep down you're like yes I'm aligning myself with what I think is right and then the universe just throws exactly what you need at you <laughs> totally and I mean my last conversation we were talking about purpose and how you like his opinion is that you create your purpose so yeah. like you just feeling like you created the idea from the feeling that you had that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and that yeah. aligned with you, like it made you yeah. feel good. So then yeah. you went with it, you rolled with it. I yeah. love it. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> yeah, creating ripples. <laughs> yes, totally. And it's and actually, I just saw a quote which I really needed. Um, somebody shared this on Instagram. I guess it came from a Super Soul Oprah podcast episode, yeah. and and it said, "Let go of your passions, follow your curiosity." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because cool. that's like totally it. When I started my business, um, it's going a little bit off topic, but when I started my business, I was following a lot of other people who I was looking up to and I was going, they're doing this, I need to be doing this. Mm. But now that uh, I feel so much more aligned, I'm like, no, this is what deep down I'm like really, truly interested in. And now that I'm following that, I'm like, this is what I need to be doing. Like, for example, quantum healing is something that I've just been so interested in for such a long time, that mind-body connection. And I was like, why am I not reading and studying more about this? And now that I am, I'm like, no, this is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be telling people about this. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I love that when you read about something and you dive into it and you can't stop. And that's a big telling, yeah. you know, piece. Yeah. So what is quantum physics to you? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, quantum physics is like the fact that anything could be possible and it is. Um, and when you kind of talk about quantum healing, it's about that mind body connection. Yes, we can put things in our physical body that we know are good for us, but unless we're connecting with our our mind, with our body as well, we're not truly going through a healing process. Um, for example, back when I was doing all the things that I thought were good for me, my mind was going, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, and if you're not doing this, you're doing it wrong, and then the anxiety would come up and then I would essentially be creating disharmony in my body because I was thinking like the wrong way to Mm. be healing for my body. So now, um, like I said with my naturopath, she said, you know, you've made this decision, stick with it and trust yourself. Um, it's like when you do something, don't question yourself if you think that it's the right thing or if you think, oh, um, I'm eating this chocolate right now and it's a bad thing, then you're creating it as being a bad thing in your body. Mm. So rather than seeing something that you're putting in your body as like I'm worrying about this or in a state of I'm not sure whether it's right or wrong, (laughs) um, then we're creating that disharmony in the rest of our cells in our body. And that's what um, quantum healing is, like remembering that every cell in your body has its own mind. And if we get into that vibration of certainty and that light and love energy and focusing on that healing energy going through every part of you, um, it connects everything up and it creates the right neurons and fires everything in the right way. And then we connect with true bliss, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) True bliss. (laughs) like a synergy yeah totally yeah chemo um has like made my brain uh sometimes I'm trying to find words and I can't find them but what's the word when everything is uh it starts with h everything works homeostasis (laughs) it creates homeostasis in the body (laughs) when we um when we yeah connect our mind and our body in that way so um it's so important not only to focus on the physical part of healing but the emotional part of healing, the spiritual part of healing, the mental part of healing as well. Um, And that's what I'm like really, really focusing on telling people about now 
especially other people who have cancer who have contacted me and said, oh, I'm following your journey, I'm going through the same thing. Uh, I've been, like, yeah, um, um, recommending, like, are you doing any kind of emotional work? Are you doing the mental work? Are you meditating as well as doing all of these other things as well because it's so important to um, balance every part of ourselves when it comes to healing. Yeah, that was actually a question I was just about to ask you. And what you were saying was, what's an example of something you do for emotional healing? Uh, Well, like I mentioned before, EFT is amazing. Um, That's amazing for emotional healing. Mm. Um, I've been thinking about creating like a YouTube video of how to do EFT and explaining it uh, bit by bit because I feel it's such an amazing way to release any negative emotions for example when I'm angry I will the way that it works is you tap certain parts of your body with your fingers Mm. and you say I even though I'm feeling this anger I deeply and completely love and accept myself because you're tapping it through and you just say over and over and over again Um, and then you'll kind of rate yourself from one to ten after you've done a round and go okay where is my anger now was it was a 10 out of 10 before now it's like a seven okay I'll do another round and I'll keep going until I kind of feel that it's destabilized itself Um, but another amazing emotional technique that I've tried before is breath work. Amazing way to, um, release negative pent up emotions in your body. Rebirthing I've tried once was amazing. What is that? Um, it is a technique that, um, you kind of, you've got to do it in a setting where someone, you've got a practitioner going with you, but it's very, very similar to what Wim Hof does. Do you know Wim Hof? Um, He does the breathing technique where you kind of hyperventilate, um, breathing in and out and in and out, Uh and you're increasing the um, oxygen in the body. And then the body goes into a kind of um, state where it just, it kind of, you kind of go through a feeling of like, okay, my body's tensing up and it's like, it's not really liking what I'm doing right now, but then you kind of push past that and then you get into a state of inner peace and calm. And there is a lot of, um, with rebirthing, there's a lot of screaming and yelling that goes on, but it's a good way to to get it all out. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, with Wim Hof, he does it with breathing, with getting into ice baths and getting your body into a state of alkalinity through breathing and then shocking the body with freezing cold water or freezing cold air so he he's well really really well known for um he's uh scandinavian he's like uh he goes out naked into the snow and does his breathing technique and then he'll jump in the in a lake that's frozen and then he'll come out and be like it's amazing what he's um shown to uh like been able to do he actually went into a hospital i believe got himself injected with a virus and did the breathing technique, um, the virus was eliminated in his body and then he got like five other of his his people who have practised the breathing technique before to do the same thing to prove that it wasn't just him doing it, it was just the breathing that was doing it. So it's amazing what releasing, like breathing can release in the body emotionally especially and once you get into that state, of bliss you're like wow I've like actually (laughs) I've actually been holding on to something emotionally for so many years and you don't even realize it it's just a part of you and then once you release it you're like there's a state of bliss that I can connect to just by breathing 
and your breath is your life force as well. Um, and also my mentor, Matt Catling, says energy is, um, sorry, emotion is energy in motion. I'm sure you've heard that before. Emotion so, is energy in motion? Yeah. Breathing is motion. Everything is always in motion. So right. remember that when we have emotion in our bodies, we don't have to hold on to it. We can release it and it can be released from the body. It doesn't have to be held on to. Right. Like some people do for so many years with trauma or something that we can't let go of. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, let it yeah. move through you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly getting better at that. It's funny because <laughs> lately, like if I, I realize I'm getting mad at work about something and, and I'll just like get really angry and then I'll like giggle at myself like, oh my God, what just happened, you know? <laughs> and so, somebody made a great point to me once that I'm, it might even be on one of these podcast episodes somewhere and he said, it's really amazing because if somebody like a baby can go from crying to happy real quick, right? And you're not like, oh, what a crazy baby. Like that's, yeah. it's going through these feelings and letting it yeah. out. And yeah. why at some point do we think that that's considered like nutty? You know, it's like yeah. it, it, your body can move just as quickly. It remembers that because for example, yeah. if you're in a room, your favorite person walks in the room, your emotions are naturally heightened, you know, and you're excited. Yeah. And yes. they've completely jumped. But yes. same thing if your worst enemy walks in the room or someone you really yes. don't get along with very well, it's yes. like you can so easily just be like, oh. Yes. So <laughs> it, it is. It happens. Our bodies just yes. like feel these things and just let it feel, oh, okay. I was just angry. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed, especially with anger, it's like, okay, I'm feeling anger in my body. How, like, I go, why? Why am I feeling angry right now? Like, and it's just come out of nowhere. And I'll go, it's okay. I can just throw this pillow right now and I'll just, that's just releasing it. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's okay to like feel those emotions sometimes. It is. It is. I do something, mine's like a little more harmful, but like at, at work today, I got angry about something and like slammed my hands on the desk. Luckily, I work in a lobby where like no one can hear me and it's not like a wooden desk. It's not going to hurt the desk. It's going to hurt my yeah. <laughs> So I was like, Ugh. and yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's totally okay to feel emotions because that's what I feel Um, like. I feel that there was a, a connection between the trauma as a child that I felt and I was holding on to that emotion um, for so, 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 so long that last year when I finally told my mom that I was releasing so much held in emotion yeah. that I feel I almost kind of manifested cancer on the physical level because my body was like, okay, I'm letting it out now. <laughs> like, mm. It's like it was such a, in this heart area for me and I, I talk about the chakras a lot because that's that spiritual level of healing um, that we need to focus on as well. Mm. And in this heart level, I was holding on to that emotion. Like I was heartbroken because that had happened to me mm. and I'd been holding on to it for so long and releasing it, brought it out into this physical level so, so that I can actually go, okay, now I can heal it and I can let it go. And once it's gone, then I've done a clearing on the emotional level. I've done a clearing on the physical level on the spiritual level as well, because I'm learning to open my heart more again. So it's everything. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they, yeah, they, they don't happen all at once, you know, so you did that, then it's that, and it's the latter kind of, and then yeah. your spiritual is probably 
like helping others go through what you want to help them go through because of those releases. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. It's all connected. And it's like, wow, okay, this is like a, a part of my life where I'm suffering. And it's, it's a hard time of my life, but I'm also looking at it like, wow, without going through this really hard suffering, how would I have come to any of these realizations? So I see it as the universe just showing me exactly what I needed to see. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people can come through similar realiza- to similar realizations at such different times of their life in such different ways. And it would be mm. boring if we did it all the same way. Exactly, know? yeah. <laughs> like, what would that be? And yeah. <laughs> so that's why. And then we have stories to share. And exactly. Yeah. And, and then we can connect, <laughs> connect through those realizations. <laughs> definitely, for sure. Yeah. And we all go through such different things and come to similar realizations at completely different points in time yeah but it's just one big funny that like people come to those same realizations makes you realize that we are all a part of this similar consciousness that's all connected because even though we get to the same realizations in different ways they're the same realizations essentially yeah it's like we are part of this collective consciousness that really needs to come here to realize something again (laughs) completely but I always wonder what happened to the people that like don't, you know, not everybody is going through these amazing transformations. And yes, some people have them super later on in life. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I know people my age, even a little older that are just like miserable people. And yeah, mm-hmm. are, like I understand things happen and it's hard and it's not easy and you're not going to be positive yeah. all the time. I don't even like to sit here and pretend I'm positive all the time because <laughs> yeah. people look at me and they're like, you're just so happy all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just good at bouncing back. I think, Yeah. you know, yeah. because from it's, practice, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. And it, it does come with a choice. Like it does come. It, it's hard to see sometimes when you're in as a negative um, situation or in a negative mindset that, oh, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. But we are not all brought here to realize the same kind of things and we all come to different realizations um, because there are different people that we need to to teach and there's different things that we need to learn. And I think that they're put, like this is going really, really spiritual, but yeah. I think there is a karmic thing going on where uh, maybe in this life we may not realize it, um, but maybe in another life we will. Um, but we have to go through the motions of maybe having a crappy life now so that in another night lifetime we can go, okay, deep down I knew something, something, something. But um, we don't really know, hey, it's just right. it's all introspection. <laughs> Very true, yeah. yeah. I mean, but like you said, it's a choice. And I, you know, to a certain extent, I completely believe that because then again, there's always like your body's chemicals that sometimes take over a person, you know, but I mean, like when it comes to mental health and mental illness and Mm. I mean, I completely believe in mental wellness, but there's so many aspects of, you know, that can go so deep. So, um, but if you are healthy, you know, as an individual, you do have that kind of control, you know, and I'm. Mm. And then, yeah, totally. Yeah, where was I going with that? I had somewhere. <laughs> um, <mental laughs> but yeah, life. I totally agree about the um, the chemical imbalance thing. Like, if someone is going through a tough time like that, because I have even noticed myself um, going through this um, this process 
I was diagnosed with epilepsy last year and I had one seizure last year, didn't go on any medication. But when I started chemo, started uh, having more seizures. So they started putting me on a medication. Um, and they put me on a low dose to start with and then I was fine with that. Then they put me on a higher dose because I started having more seizures. And I noticed the, um, the side effects. When I read the side effects of the medication that I was on, the first thing is mood swings or moodiness. Mm. And I started noticing the mood swings with myself and I was like, why am I feeling like this? Like I'm, I'm turning into this person who's just like snapping really easily. And I was like, oh, it's the medication. Um, so I started looking into a bit more about, okay, how is this imbalancing my body in a way that it's affecting me like this, like mentally? Um, and I realized that I need to be supporting myself with other kinds of vitamins so that I, I don't have that imbalance myself. Mm. Um, and I really, really noticed the effect of just taking B vitamins on my, my mood and everything. And I was like, wow, it's, it's crazy how what we put in our body can affect our mind as well. And, you know, it's easy for some people to say that, oh, it's just, it's just how you're thinking. You're just feeling crap right now just because like you'll be fine kind of thing but when when there's like an actual imbalance you can't control it you can't mm. you can't do anything about it unless you start to stabilize it again Completely. so I truly feel truly feel for everybody yeah. who is going through that at the moment because you can't control it yeah right and I mean as much as I just think like our diet plays such a big role on that for me personally you know at least I can only speak for myself but I mean like I'm in a place where I would like change is on the horizon don't know what it is whatever I would love some change you know I'm a very like nomadic soul even though I've Mm -hmm. been in New York for like two and a half years now at my job for two years and that's the longest I've ever held a job which is amazing I mean it's not that I didn't couldn't hold a job previously. It was just like, I was just out of college. I mean, I worked at a pizzeria for a very lengthy time, like high school through college. So that was cool. But um, when you're like a growth minded person, you're always seeking that next thing. But being in a place where you're so, you feel a little confused and a little lost. I've been eating really well. I mean, I snack a lot, don't get me wrong, but the balance, you know, like I eat, I've been making myself salads for lunch four out of five days a week uh, for the past three to four weeks maybe. And the amount of like balance that I feel like my mind is going is, you know, is in at the moment for feeling the way that I do about where I am in life. It's like, I don't think I've ever felt this calm being Mm. in such a place where I didn't necessarily want to be anymore. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) I could definitely see how taking supplements will balance out those things, you know, and Mm. I mean, and especially because there are certain foods that are good for the brain and for your Mm -hmm. mind and memory and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, which is so fascinating. So you take B12 or just like a B supplement? Um, Yeah, my naturopath uh, put me on, uh, it's called Bioceuticals. I don't know if you have it over there in the US. Um, It's a brand in Australia and they're like a practitioner brand and it's like complex um, B vitamins, but they're activated. It's called activated Bs. I was actually taking all these other B vitamins kind of like here and there. And she was like, just take this one thing. They're all activated. It's got the right kind of 
folic acid that you need to be taking and everything. So I was like, that's perfect. And I've noticed a huge difference in my mood. Um, But there's also like another aspect of that with my mood. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend. I was just like saying, I feel because I'm going through all of this, my body's frail. You see me in my worst moments. I feel a little bit insecure. Like, you know, I don't have all my hair. I feel a little bit crabby. I'm worried. And, and he said, why don't you go talk to someone? And I was like, I have, you know, I've done the therapy thing before. However, I just feel it just doesn't work for me. Like talking about how I feel, I can talk, I can talk to myself. I can journal and talk about exactly what's going on with me and, and do the exact same thing rather than just talk to someone. Um, and he said, well, what are you going to do though? Like, what, like, how are you going to, get through that and I was like I am going to listen to my own intuition and I'm just going to listen to my my spiritual kind of guides on this and um I my personal way is just pulling a card like pulling a tarot card or like one of my angel cards or something like that but finding a way to really listen to your intuition and listen to your inner self is so important as well because when you're feeling that confused and you're like I'm feeling um, like down and out or I don't know where I need to go in my life. Sometimes when you go and ask other people about it, you get so conflicted because you're like, oh, these people are all giving me their own their own sense of – they're projecting their own sense of how the world should be or, you know, how life should be onto me. Mm. But there's such an importance of trusting that you know deep within what is best for you and whether you're spiritual or not you can just call it your gut feeling or you can call it your guides or you can call it angels, you can call it the universe. Um, There's always something that's going to tell you and push you in the right direction if you ask for it, definitely. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) That's so true. I mean, it it pretty much works every time. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) For whatever reason, you know, like whatever the reason is, it's guiding you and you you, hindsight is 20-20. You may not figure it out until after, like three years later. Yeah, but okay, yeah. cool. So I'm gonna start getting in these questions. So we've had some great <laughs> volley. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um, I read on one of your posts that your family didn't necessarily focus on health and wellness when you were growing up, and that's something that I can completely relate to myself. Um, and here we b- are both emphasizing the importance of it via social media and doing our damned best, right? Um, but at what point did you start getting into wellness and were you always educating yourself about preventative health before you were diagnosed? I guess you already mentioned you were going to school for it, but at what point did that click for you? You said Thailand, I guess. Yeah, it was definitely Thailand when I was like, um, it was maybe a little bit before I went overseas. I, um, I'd moved out of home and I was, I think I I started going to the gym and I was like, you know, really looking out for my, my own personal, like I was changing the way I was eating. I was doing exercise. I was starting to feel really good, starting to really feel empowered. And I started saying to my mom, um, like, mom, why don't you exercise? Or like, why don't you eat more um, vegetables and less like meat or less carbs or something like that? Uh, and I asked mum, why don't you try? Because she had so many health issues. My mum, like throughout my whole childhood, my mum has always been sick, like in and out of hospital or in and out of the doctors. And to this day, she's still got a lot of health issues. 
And that's what made me question. I was like, we don't, you know, I see people that are healthy and they don't, they're not sick all the time. So why are you having all of these issues? And I did, you know, judge her and I said, well, why haven't you been doing this and this and this? And she was so um, blocked from listening to me that she was like, no, you can't, like, I'm your mother, you're my daughter, you can't tell me what to do, um, I'm living my life the way I want to, basically. And I was so shocked. I was quite young. I was just like, what the hell? Like, why? Why? Like, when I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that you could literally change your life and heal your body just by making these small changes in your life, why are you so, like, against it? And that was a big emotional wound that I'd had to get over over the last 10 years. Like I've had to just go, okay, I accept you, want to live your life this way and that's okay, but I'm going to do it this way. And that's why I was so deeply passionate about it because I was like, I'm in no way going to have so many health issues like my mum did. Even though I have um, been diagnosed with breast cancer, it's, brought up a lot of the guilt and going, oh, you know, um, I didn't do enough. Like I didn't do enough to like prevent this from happening. But I also had to learn to forgive myself and just go, you know what, this happened. And it's all part of the journey of becoming even healthier than I thought I was. (laughs) Right. And it's like, what can I do now? Like what's next? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what like gave me that driving force so much. Um, and now that I have been diagnosed with cancer, it's crazy. My mum is starting to listen to me more a little bit because she was diagnosed with cancer four years ago. She had breast cancer. She's um, in remission now, well, almost five years, um, no cancer. So that's great. Um, but now that I've been diagnosed, she's like, oh, so what are you doing? And she's starting to listen to me a little bit more. So I'm like, it was all, it's all the way to the universe is just, <laughs> just putting you in the direction. But um, I had to learn that lesson to just accept and let it go. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm sure you can understand. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't grow up in a very healthy way either. And um, so for me, briefly, like my purpose growing up was I want a happy and healthy family because I felt like I didn't come from one really. And yeah. It just seemed like I've seen it. Like I've seen families of my friends be happy together and like love each other and have a good time. And I was like, that looks so great. And not that we didn't love each other, you know, it's just very different. So, yeah. And then it was in college when I realized I don't even know if I know how to be happy and healthy. And then (laughs) I just began the journey and started like learning how to cook spinach on the stove. (laughs) (laughs) You know, baby steps. (laughs) totally yeah it was well as like spinach and like waffles (laughs) (laughs) my roommates thought I had the weirdest palate but I'm like well I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) but um so yeah and then I realized and I was a healthcare management major in college and I knew I didn't like it but I went to this extra credit film called Escape Fire and it was about the healthcare field and how it's just like going downhill and um there was this guy who was pretty much on his deathbed and they'd given him all of these um, specialists, you know, like a dietitian and a physical therapist and all these kinds of things. And he ended up like coming back to life and being healthier than he's ever been in his life, basically. So it's 
possible, you know, and I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, our lifestyle makes all the difference. Yeah. And that's when it was, it like hit me like a ton of bricks that from that documentary, which was amazing. And, and like you were, like we're talking about, you're being like, I wasn't like really guided by my gut or anything with healthcare management. I guess in a sense I was, cause I was like, this is a smart, you know, major to have. I have no idea what I want, no idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. Um, it's interesting. It's, I think I just said, it's not going anywhere, you know, and it's a vast <laughs> world. So yeah. I'm bound to find something in it, I guess, <laughs> maybe. And if not, at least I'll be somewhere as I'm figuring it out. So yeah, 100%. it was just like, okay, that's smart. And, and, and I want to be health, healthy one day, you know, like healthier. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll learn there, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up like the health and wellness route. Cause I was like, Oh, preventative makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it just feels right. And yeah. then, you know, your friends are into yoga and then you're like, maybe I should get into yoga. It looks like it's mm-hmm. really good for them. And, yeah. um, yeah. And then you just like slowly integrate all these things into your lifestyle yeah. and it's, yeah, it's just wellness. Yeah. And you just, you, you get, to a whole new level of um, what good feels like. Like you thought, oh, okay, I'm healthy. But then you go, wow, okay, now I know what healthy feels like. Yes. <laughs> like even um, being on chemo, um, even though the chemo weeks are hard, with all of the good stuff that I'm doing, I feel better than I felt before I even started chemo. So I'm like, wow, like yeah. I can, I can totally feel good. I can totally do this myself. Um, and it's so empowering that people can do this themselves. It's just like a choice of what kind of life do you want to be living? Do you want to be, do you want to live a long life where you are able to do everything that you want to do up until you're old? Or do you want to just, you know, live as hard and fast as you can now? And then when you get old, there's a lot of issues that you're going to have to deal with because you didn't prevent them in the first place. Totally. If you're lucky enough <laughs> to make it that far in the exactly, reality yeah. of it, you know? And it's, yeah, I mean, if you make bad choices, like, it'll affect you or you'll have to live with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, either way, it sounds unappealing to me. (laughs) 100%. I'll take the other route. (laughs) But, um, so I know we, like, kind of touched on this, but I guess on a broad scale, like, what does wellness mean to you? Um, yeah, I guess just the the mind body spirit emotions thing wellness is not just one level of your being it's not just um doing something because you should think you think you you think you should be doing it um it's like I am making a choice because I love myself Mm -hmm. um and I feel like wellness comes from a sense of really unconditionally loving yourself because not everything that we do around wellness is what we want to do. <laughs> mm. And um, there's a there's a um, a lady that I follow on Instagram called the Holistic Psychologist. Do you follow her? I don't know. Oh, she's great. She's amazing. I love everything she talks about. Um, and she talks about how there's this like mental discipline that we have to have. And even if you're crying through it sometimes, like even if it means getting up an hour earlier. At, and you know that you need to go for a walk or go for a run, even if it makes you cry some mornings, push through it because it's going to become a great habit for you. And you're not going to cry every morning. <laughs> like 
sometimes we just have to have a little bit of discipline because we know it's loving ourselves. Yeah. Even though at first we're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. We know that it's good for us. And once it, be- once it becomes a good habit that we've incorporated into our life, we know how much it benefits us. And you know once you get up, you feel good and you, you go for that walk and you feel excellent afterwards. And that's like intuitively, in, sorry, intuitively, you're like, I know that I'm making the right decision by doing that. However, um, on the other side of like going, I should be eating a good diet and then I eat a piece of chocolate and I'm going, I shouldn't be eating that chocolate. That in itself is, like I said, creating that imbalance in your body because it's not connecting like that bliss feeling between your mind and your body forgiving yourself and going I deserve this piece of chocolate because I love (laughs) I love the pleasure of eating chocolate (laughs) and not feeling bad about it that's totally okay and I think the guilt that I put around not doing things and then doing things that I thought were you know bad I think that created like a, a bad habit of um disconnecting my mind and my body Um, So now I'm just like, you know what, I enjoy the things I enjoy and I also think healing thoughts because I'm not going to let anxiety get in the way and like cause inflammation in my body. Um, (laughs) So wellness is just like remembering to, I guess, to me it's just remembering to keep balance in all areas of your life and not to focus on um, negative emotions or negative thoughts because they will get stuck and they will create a, a sense of imbalance in your mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I love the chocolate example because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> like I just eat all the chocolate. I'm like, yes, I love this. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, all right, cool. So when were you initially diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed on the 21st of January. Oh, this about year. About six months ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It all happened really fast. Um, I got diagnosed and then the doctor was like, I've booked you into the surgeon for tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, this is all happening really, really fast. And I actually went to my boss and I went to her house and I was like, I'll be at work, you know, Wednesday, like the day after the surgeon. Don't worry. And <laughs> she's like, I'm pretty sure you won't be, but like, <laughs> that's fine because <laughs> I was just still so in shock about everything. And um, and then the surgeon was like straight up, she's just like, okay, you're going to have to get your breast removed, you're going to have to get chemotherapy. And I was like, whoa. Like in my head I was like, oh, I'm just have to going to get this little tumor taken out. Like yeah. and I didn't expect it was going to be so full on and they were going to go at it so hard. And they're, they're like, you know, because of your age, We want to get the genetic testing done. And that's when I found out that I have the BRCA1 mutation. So I was born with the mutation in my genes that doesn't kill breast cancer cells properly. Well, in a normal working body, the body would naturally see the cancer cell and go, oh, that's not right. I'm going to kill it. Um, Like just cell suicide and just naturally removes itself from the body. But in my body, it doesn't know how to do that properly. So that's why I got cancer so early. That's why they um, did the genetic testing because they were like, it must have been a genetic thing. And my mum has been tested for the gene as well, and she has the gene as well. So that's basically who I got it from. But my sisters don't. 
I'm so glad that they don't have the gene. So that's, I'm so grateful for that. Um, but having that gene gives you a up to a 70% chance of getting breast cancer or um, 40% chance of getting ovarian cancer in your life. So I, I saw that and I was like, okay, I can't, you know, get angry at myself for any of the decisions that I made in the past because I I'm, <laughs> it was pretty inevitable of getting it anyway. Um, but I've also been doing a lot of research into um, gene repair and, you know, um, how can we, you know, look into this and prevent people who have this gene from getting cancer in their lives, mm. even though they have a high susceptibility of getting cancer. So that's something that I'm going to really start researching a lot more once I do my naturopathy degree as well. Wow. That really? is, I didn't <laughs> even know that was an, a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't didn't either until they they decided to do the genetic testing and I was like wow that's crazy um that like and there's a lot of people who have this gene and some people don't even know it and you can go through your whole life not getting cancer and having the gene as well so wow it's very interesting yeah whoa (laughs) that's so (laughs) wild um So you recently posted a message about how people will give you their opinion about the choices you make as somebody with cancer as uh, such as you don't need chemo, try X, right? (laughs) And um, I think it's interesting how oftentimes human nature feels like people and myself included, I'm sure, love giving others our advice or opinions about a situation that we literally Mm -hmm. have never experienced before. Um, Yeah. At, like ourselves and we act as though we know exactly what we would do and I, it's you actually kind of said that in the beginning you're like I would never get chemo and yeah. you know here you are <laughs> so it's pretty funny that we've all we all go through this and yeah um yeah. and cancer is a great example but also yeah. like unplanned pregnancy like oh I would never yeah. get an abortion oh well have you yeah. gotten knocked up like yeah. you know <laughs> so um yeah so basically my question is what was your thought process like when deciding to go through with chemo as somebody so passionate about alternative medicine or it was just such a rapid like time frame to make a decision. So you just had to make one. Um, yeah, it was the rapid thing. It was like, Oh my God, I have to make this decision straight up. And you know, there's these doctors who are telling me that my type of cancer responds well to getting chemotherapy Um, and then I was like in, I think it was about a week of like before, like all of the testing was done to, to see whether I needed to get chemo or not or something like that. And I was doing all this research and I found, um, more often than not people who managed, uh, I, I mentioned this before, but, um, people who managed their own cancer healing, it either spread and it didn't go well, unfortunately, um, which was really, really sad to find. Or they had miraculously healed their cancer themselves, but they had travelled somewhere to a clinic where they did all of the natural healing protocols and did it there. So I was in that in my head. I was like, I'm either going to be flying overseas to Mexico and going to one of these clinics and paying all of this money to get someone to help me through this healing process. Um, or I'm doing it at home and I don't know whether it would work. <laughs> so I was just like so conflicted that I I almost 
felt a little bit pressured by the surgeon and the doctors going, you know, you need chemo. Yeah. That I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do chemo. Like I'm young. I, I've seen enough um, proof that chemo will work for this kind of cancer. And that, the, like, I went onto these Facebook groups and I sent a, a few messages out um, asking people with the same kind of breast cancer that I had, how many years cancer-free have you been since you've done chemo? And I got this influx of comments of women going, I'm 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 40 years even, free of cancer, even though they did chemotherapy. Um, and they didn't get cancer again after they did chemo so I was like wow okay there's something about this poison essentially Mm -hmm. that works um and I went okay I just have to like my naturopath said trust my decision and I went into it and I said okay I'm putting poison in my body how can I support my body to make sure that even though there's all of these horrible side effects like the oncologist went through all of these side effects with me he's like the first drug that you're going to be on gives you heart damage. The um, second drug that you uh, will be on um, can, you know, shut down your kidneys or um, cause neuropathy. So you, all your fingers and your toes go numb. Um, and it will cause you to feel weak. It will cause your blood levels to go really, really low. Your iron levels and your white blood count will go really low. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so scary because I don't want to I don't want to experience any of these ne- negative side effects. Yeah. Um, so I started doing research. Okay, if I'm going to be putting this horrible thing in my body, how can I prevent all of these side effects? Mm. And my oncologist said to me, um, you know, don't go researching all these herbs and start doing all of these things because they can interact with um, your chemo in a bad way. So I was like, okay, then the onco has told me that it can interact in a bad way. Now, I've done a little bit of research. I've done a little bit of study myself. I know how to be skeptical when I'm when I'm looking into these kind of, of things and um, what kind of on sorry contraindications to look for. So um, I started looking into it and seeing that there are many many ways of supporting your body without affecting the chemotherapy um, or its strength and. As soon as I started chemo, my cancer has not spread. It's shrunken and my body still feels okay. Like even though there are some weeks, you know, where I'm, you, you get a dose of chemo and you, you know, seven days you, you need to stay in bed because you feel really tired, you feel really sick. Mm. But then the rest of the time you can, you can still be, you know, eating the right foods, building your body up, doing a little bit of exercise, doing a little bit of yoga, doing breathing, doing affirmations. All of these other things that are going to support and build you back up while your body is trying to fight this thing yeah. that's like essentially making you feel like crap. So there is totally like now I look at it. Um, I posted that post because I was, and it was really funny when I posted that post. You don't need chemo. Try dot dot dot. That nobody, <laughs> a lot of maybe fifty percent of the people who commented on it didn't actually read what I was saying underneath I was saying that you know I was really really passionate about chemo I mean sorry not chemo sorry yeah I was really passionate about natural health Mm -hmm. and I was always saying I'd never do chemo but then I came to that decision and now I see that chemo was the right choice because it's a hard fast way of obliterating cancer but I can still make sure that my body 
gets back to how it was before I was on chemo and I can make sure that I never get cancer again. It's all in my power to do that through natural health. Um, but I'm using this drug to hit it hard and fast so that I, it doesn't spread and I don't end up having stage four cancer that I can't reverse. Right. Um, which was truly a scary thing. Like I don't want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and um, unfortunately some people who have had just a small tumour decided to um, na- heal themselves naturally and it ended up spreading to their bones and their liver and their brain. And it's just like we could have prevented that by just hitting it hard and fast by doing chemo but also supporting our body with all the other good stuff as well. Um, and it's really, really sad that, there's not a lot more emphasis put on oncologists and naturopaths working together because it's crazy yep. how how well it would work. Like it's crazy how many people would actually recover and bounce back a lot faster and there'd be a lot less cases of people having bad side effects from chemo um, just by supporting themselves like that. But, yeah, a lot of people commented on my post saying, yoga or um, cbd or oh my goodness water or something and i'm like did you read the post <laughs> they don't they... <laughs> and my boyfriend and i were just having a chuckle about it because we were like that's crazy because this is exactly what i'm talking about it's not just one thing is going to fix my cancer yeah yoga is not going to fix my cancer cbd is not going to fix my cancer Drinking alkalized water is not going to fix my cancer. Doing all of these things is going to heal my body of cancer. And then, you know, building my body back up and doing everything possible to give my body what it needs will heal my body of cancer um, alongside this horrible poison. So I did see it as a horrible poison. Now I see it as something that can truly hit it hard and fast, get rid of it and there is a, a massive, massive importance on taking your health into your own hands and doing the research, knowing what type of cancer you have, knowing the drugs that they're giving you, knowing the side effects of those and how knowing how you can support yourself because, yes, your doctor, you see your doctor every three weeks or whatever for updates, but you can get your blood results and look at them and look at what what does this mean? Like what does this high level of this or low level of this mean and how can I build my body back up just by eating a certain food? Because there is power in literally like just putting food in our bodies that supports us. Totally. Um, But also, I mean, I understand your thought about your thought process behind how it's um, how chemo is like a poison and, and it is, but it's also like, it's almost kind of like things I feel like usually start out from a really good place, you know, mm. like chemo was created because mm. cancer was starting, was existing. And they're like, what can we do to nip this in the butt before it, you know? And yeah. so it had good intentions, which is like, if you take that into yourself with, with the Eastern medicine approach of, you know, just like being proactive and, and making your body feel good in whatever state it's in and yeah, hitting it hard. I mean, and if you believe this is going to help me and you spoke Mm -hmm. to other women who it did, like Mm -hmm. you have proof right there, you know, right there in front of you. And actually that's another one of my questions is for those women that you were speaking to in the Facebook forum, um, Mm -hmm. 
were you did you at, follow ask follow-up questions about if any of them used alternative medicine as well yeah definitely I um I actually have connected with a fair few women who are doing like the same kind of thing as me seeing a naturopath on the side um and I asked them what did you do and I've gotten a lot of tips from women and I've given tips to other women as well um because there are different things that different naturopaths like to say to try and there's things that work for some and things that work don't work for some as well um because we're all biologically different it's crazy that um something that works for me um doesn't work for someone else who has the exact same type of cancer as me but um yeah, totally. Um, I started searching straight away. I was like asking these women, did you do anything to support yourself through chemo? There were some women who didn't change anything and they're still cancer free. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you must have such a strong, like, immune I don't know, like, so, yeah, yeah, strong immune system or a strong mind or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or you just truly believe that, like, you know, once this was it, like, that's it. Um, or, who, who knows, really? Yeah. Um, but it gave me a lot of hope to see um, that there was a way of supporting myself and seeing those women were doing all of that and that they'd changed their lives in such a way made me go, yes, this is an opportunity for me to change my life in such a way as well and then empower other people to take their health into their own hands as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So you do a pretty extensive amount of writing on your Instagram posts. I'm curious if you've always had, if you've always been a really expressive person with your words. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I've always um, really loved writing. um, When I was in high school, I just, I used to have notebooks that I would just write and write and write and get really like all emotional. You know how teenagers are. They're like, oh, what is life? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pondering the universe and pondering love and pondering spirituality and everything. <laughs> and then I had a blog and then I was just like, I just love writing. And I, um, I might, I've actually just almost finished writing a book um, about self-love and, and my journey through self-love and everything. So I got diagnosed with cancer just as I was finishing, finishing it up. And wow. so I've just got to go back through and edit it a bit. Um, but I'm very excited to release that, and I think I'll release that this year. Um, I've got to have a few people read it first. So, um, but yeah, I I always thought that um, you know expressing myself through words is always um, something that I like to do on paper or or write writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can express myself in such a way that I can bring words across in a very simplified form. <laughs> Um, because there is only a certain amount of words that you can use with Instagram. (laughs) Yes, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, something that I'm very passionate about, definitely. Cool. Yeah, I love that Instagram's there for you, you know, to be able to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I was never really a writer, but I've always been very emotional. (laughs) So (laughs) it's cool because as I've gotten older, I've... I get, Instagram was actually my first creative outlet, I would say, yeah. which is yeah. crazy to think about. But it was like a couple years ago, you know, that I started my Instagram and it like just intentions of like growing it organically, l- yeah. enjoying it. And that is literally what I've done. And it's been like yeah. a hobby. And, yeah. you know, and I love like creating the color scheme and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And 
Um, and, and then it ended up like just luckily being a platform for connection, which is really neat. And, you know, there are pros and cons to that as well, of course, but I really put value towards the pros. So Mm. yeah, totally. I've, um, I've loved that. Yeah. Um, Instagram has become like a very creative place. People really express themselves through their, their profile and like the way they, you know, lay things out and, I love how Instagram has created that um, space for people to be able to express themselves in writing or video or pictures or whatever way that they want their the way to be. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've found so many amazing artists online, like especially on Instagram, that I would not have been able to find any other way. Like I don't know how I would have found them without Instagram. So it's an amazing place. It's connecting so many creative people. It's great. It is. I love it. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm, I'm an advocate as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you like to do for fun? Um, I have a lot of hobbies actually. <laughs> I feel like I'm like that kind of person who's like, I'm going to try everything once <laughs> and then I'll like do the things that I like the most. <laughs> so, I love drawing mandalas. Um, I learned how to draw um, mandala when I was in Guatemala this this guy was holding a mandala creating workshop and I was the only person who showed up for the class. So I had him one-on-one and it was great. And that afternoon I went back to my little cabin and I spent five hours creating my first mandala and I loved it so much. And I, I ended up like, cause I was traveling long-term, I was traveling for like six months. I ended up having this whole book full of mandalas that I just created. And now I do it a lot. And I actually have my own class on my Instagram page um, that I, you just have to just go into my bio link and you can um, get the video and create your own mandala because I love it so much and I want everybody else to um, experience it because it's such a meditative practice. You get really, really focused and it's almost as though you're meditating but, you know, doing a, a, move, a moving meditation. Um, I'm signing and, up. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's awesome. <laughs> And um, I, I guess I also I like to garden. I have my own little vegetable garden. So, other than that, my boyfriend and I love traveling, and we uh, we're very very passionate about simple living and van life. So we have a van that we have a bed and a fridge and a solar panel, and we go like and do little trips away when we can. Yeah. Um, we've done it a lot less now that um, I've been sick, but next weekend. We're going away, so I'm so excited. So it's like it's so nice to just pull up your van and just like set yourself up and be in nature. Nature is so important for healing as well. It is yeah. even for myself, even just like to feel grounded again, you know, yeah. just to get out there and be like, oh, okay, I can 100%. take on these next couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like everything inside you just um yeah you feel that inner peace yeah totally I love that you guys have a van that's like definitely a dream of mine yeah yeah it's the best it's amazing um (laughs) so I was gonna get into a little bit more of like your wellness routine and stuff like that but I did have actually a follow-up question that I realized I forgot to ask was I guess like what was the rush of the doctors at that time well, they told me that I had um, a type of breast cancer that can spread fast. Oh. So it's called triple negative breast cancer, and it's actually um, the most rare, I guess, of the breast cancers. And I think it's only 15 to 20% of people with breast cancer 
get triple negative. Um, and generally, triple negative breast cancer will come up if you have the gene or if you're young. So they were like, um, we need to get on an ASAP so that it doesn't start to metastasize. Um, and I was like freaking out going, oh, my God, I don't want it to spread. <laughs> and they, they did a, a biopsy on my lymph node and they told me that um, it hadn't spread yet to my lymph nodes. So I was like, oh, this is good. You know, let's just get on it straight away and just blast it out and make sure that it, it doesn't spread. Because once it gets to your lymph nodes, then it's, it can easily spread around the body. Um, and that was really scary to me. Um, and I think, yeah, the doctors would, I, I guess the doctors just go through like this process, like they see so many people who have the same thing yeah. and they're just like, this is how it works, this is what you do, we've booked you in, blah, blah, blah. But they don't see, like I, I was sitting in the surgeon's office and she's like, you know, talking about chemo, talking about mastectomy, to calling the oncologist, going blah, 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 what she should do but they're so emotionless. And I was like, how can they be so emotionless when I'm sitting there like crying my eyes out going, oh my God. Like, um, but my partner reassured me, he's like, they have to be because how could you, like, how could you cry for every person who like, you know, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be an oncologist. I couldn't, cause I'd just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I know it's just such a, an intense thing, but you have to like, you know, disconnect yourself from it in that, in that sense, I guess. Completely. Yeah. I think every <laughs> career to an extreme has something like that, but do, yeah. like the healthcare industry is a whole nother extreme, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I yeah. mean, being a teacher and of young kids or something and yeah. knowing that they're, what their families are like, and yeah. maybe they're not all necessarily good families if it's like inner city school district or something. Yeah. And I could not, I don't have the strength. Like I, I could, if I had to, but like, I don't have to. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I just couldn't fathom and not just wanting to like take them all home and help them. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you don't, Oh, you need a liver. Well, I already gave them like, you're a doctor. You're like, I already gave all mine away. (laughs) I don't know. I guess we only have one liver. Yeah. But, um, but, um, so yeah, I've, I've learned to just like accept, okay, this is, it's very, it's very mechanical for them. It's very like boom, boom, boom. But, um, now that I've gone through the whole process, I, I see why they wanted to rush it. Cause they were just like, you need to get it started as soon as possible. Like they even told me, cause I said straight away, am I going to have, yeah, would have babies. And she said, maybe like we don't know um but there is this injection that we can give you that puts your ovaries to sleep and you know protects them while you're on chemo whoa but um which is awesome um I'm going through a mini menopause right now but (laughs) it's all right um uh but they even said to me um we could try and harvest your eggs uh before you start chemo but we don't think that's they said that was going to take six weeks and that's just too long. So we just need to start you on chemo straight away. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I just have to accept that, you know, if I can't have my own babies, there's egg donors or there's adoption or, you know, the universe knows what kind of child wants to have me as a mother. So that's all right. Yeah. Aw. It's a a good question though. It's definitely a concern to, you know, inquire about. Um, Do you feel supported by the doctors around you? Or like yeah, the healthcare definitely. system in general? Um, I feel supported by my doctor. I, I was actually really surprised that 
um, when I first got diagnosed, the doctor, sorry, the oncologist brought in two nurses and he said, these are your breast care nurses. You can talk to them about anything related to your diagnosis, like if you can't get on to me. And I was like, wow, that's amazing because, you know, when you have all these questions um, and you, you don't know who to call, like if you can't get in contact with your doctor, you want you have to wait a few weeks before you have to see him or whatever. Um, you can just call or text this nurse and she'll be like, oh, she'll call you back and be like, blah, 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 and tell you what you need to know, which is awesome. Wow. Um, I had two breast care nurses, but one went on maternity leave. And the one breast care nurse that I have now, she checked in on me a few times when I first started, but she hasn't really contacted me since. And I'm kind of like, whatever, like, I, I, like I've, I've asked all the questions that I need to ask, but... Um, I think there could be a little bit more compassion, <laughs> a little yeah. bit more love there. Um, but my doctor has been very open to everything that I've asked. And, um, you know, I've told him I've seen an naturopath. I'm like, I'm taking this vitamin, I'm taking that vitamin. And I've said, oh, you know, can I try this? And he's like, you know, he really opened to me doing acupuncture and all of that stuff. So I'm happy to be open with him and getting that support in that sense. Mm. And if I want to know what my blood levels are, he's like, okay, let's check your vitamin D, let's check your calcium, let's do this scan if, if you're worried about it. Or um, Whereas some people um, I've noticed don't have a lot of support from their doctors and they feel a little bit in the dark and they don't know what's happening or they're questioning why doesn't the doctor do this or that. But I think it's very empowering to actually go into your doctor and say, why aren't you doing this? Or can you check this? Or do you think this is a good idea? because they will be able to give you their best opinion. And um, and that's given me a lot of um, the backbone <laughs> for me, like going, okay, my oncologist says this is good, so I think that's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's great advice to, you know, if you're curious about something or you want to look into something, just ask. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what are some examples of activities that you do to enhance your well-being outside of that? Um, So I have a routine. Every morning I wake up and I do all of my my medication and my vitamins and everything because that's first. Um, The the main thing that um, drives that for me is taking my seizure medication because I'm like, I don't want to have a seizure. I kind of get scared. So I'm like, okay, I take seizure medication. I take everything at once. Um, I think a massive thing that nobody really told me before I started chemo that I want to tell everybody who does chemo <laughs> really, really put a massive importance on pooping as, as anno- annoying as <laughs> and gross as that sounds, um, just staying regular because constipation is a real killer and has been like the worst thing that I've experienced from mm. this whole um chemo experience um and you don't want to get so constipated that it hurts <laughs> to poop because that's the worst thing ever oh, man. and I've experienced that <laughs> and I just want everybody to know that you have to have some sort of routine where you're having a fruit laxative or um something just to keep you regular while you're going through this because without that yeah it's horrible and I've, I've spoken to a lot of other people on chemo who have had the same experience and they they tell everybody the same thing it's like keep yourself regular so that's a part of my morning routine I have my fruit laxative I drink a lot of water I've changed my water 
Um, so no longer just having tap water. We have a filter that hydrogenizes the water, uh, puts magnesium, calcium into the water and alkalizes the water. It takes out the fluoride, takes out pesticides, takes out chlorine, all the chemicals and everything. Um, and that has had a massive impact on um, just my health in general and the reflux that comes from chemo as well. Then also just making sure that my food is organic um, and eating, you know, food that I cook myself rather than eating processed foods um, or buying sauces or things from that are in containers or anything that's processed. I make everything myself. Um, so if I want to make a, um, I don't know, uh, like a, a falafel, I make the falafel myself, I make the hummus myself, I do everything wow. with organic ingredients and make sure that it's, you know, all sourced and I know where it's all coming from and I go to the farmer's market um, regularly, make sure that my gut health is up to date um, all the time <laughs> because the uh, chemo will completely obliterate everything in your gut um, and it's important to keep up if, you, if you're taking a probiotic um they say that it's kind of um, bad to take a probiotic when you can, sorry, when you're neutropenic, which is when your white blood cells are low because you're putting a bacteria in your body that could cause you to get more sick uh, or could, could cause like disruption. Um, but if you're regularly just keeping up the probiotics, it's really important because of everything that's going on, you're going to have a lot of. <laughs> A lot of stuff coming out of you and you want it to you want to support that um, and supporting the liver because the liver is where all the the toxins are getting processed through so I take selenium every day it's in a drink it's like in a liquid form and that is for anybody who um, is doing chemo but not only that also drinking alcohol regularly or smoking weed regularly or doing prescription drugs or Pay, taking painkillers regularly, selenium will support your liver to process and get rid of those toxins. So that's super, super important for anybody on chemo. Um, keeping up the vitamin D, calcium, because it affects your bones. And I'm eating meat, so I make sure that the meat that I eat is sustainable, organic, um, and I know where it's coming from. And it feels better going in as well. You can totally tell when meat is when it comes from a bad place and you can feel the energy from it as well but um I was actually trying to eat less meat and then I went and saw my naturopath and she looked at my blood levels and she said you actually need to be eating a lot more meat you need to be eating red meat more regularly because of the heme iron that it gives you the the blood iron um that is what's going to boost your levels so I started eating red meat more and I feel so much more energized whereas I was getting out of bed feeling like dizzy and low in energy now I feel so much better like I have the energy to jump out of bed in the mornings when I'm not having a bad chemo week so it's it has a massive impact but um not only that just meditating doing affirmations every time I catch myself kind of worrying I will say like a health affirmation something like I'm happy and healthy and all of my cells are aligned or all of my cells are working in optimal order or my body knows exactly what to do to heal itself or something like that. And um, doing EFT when the emotion comes up, uh, doing yoga regularly because your body gets really, really sore and your muscles get quite sore while on chemo. 
um, and Epsom baths are an amazing way to release toxins and um, make your muscles feel a lot more relaxed and get you into a peaceful state of mind as well. Um, essential oils as well, they, like, I just use them in everything. Like, I'll just use peppermint oil or eucalyptus oil or um, whatever oil I have that it'll just help me in my day um, <laughs> with my routine. And um, bentonite clay is actually something that I started using that the naturopath told me to do. So I have a smoothie each day and I'll put like all of the greens and some fruits and um, a bit of almond milk. And I put bentonite clay in the smoothie and it's hydrated. So it's a water, a liquid one. And it helps to clear out your colon and it helps you to like kind of takes the toxins from your digestive system and pushes them out when you go to the toilet, I guess. Mm. So um, that's a great way of making sure that you're kind of clearing the toxins from the inside as well as drinking a lot of water while you're on the chemo as well. Um, there's just so many things that I do that I kind of like, yeah. it's hard to like think of them all at once. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just looking at, um, I guess the best way to approach it is looking at what does what does your body need to for it to work optimally and give it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I know that my body needs vitamin D. So I take it when it's not sunny. Um, I take it pretty much every day because I know that my body is being flushed of all of its nutrients. But I also go out in the sun because I know it comes properly from the sun. Like uh, my body will like it better from the sun. Yeah. Um, and I will also go out in the fresh air and breathe the fresh air because I know that that's what my body, my, my lungs need. Yep. Um, exercise as well. It's been hard to exercise while I've been sick, but I'll do it as much as I can um, because it's important for your lymphatic system to flush out the toxins. And by moving, that's how we do it. Um, a lot of people don't know that the lymphatic system doesn't have its own way of flushing itself, kind of like the heart pumps pumps blood around the body Mm. the only way to pump lymph lymphatic um drainage yeah yeah to to do lymph drainage through the body is to drink water and to move otherwise if you're not drinking water and moving you're not actually pumping the lymph around your body properly and that's what causes things like inflammation and cellulite and people don't even realize that (laughs) it's crazy um, so just making sure that I'm either skin brushing or moving, rebounding is a great thing for people with breast cancer, um, having a trample, just a trampoline and just doing some rebounding all day, um, whenever you can do it for 10 minutes at a time. Um, that's an amazing way of pumping your lymph around your body as well. And that's an awesome way of preventing your cancer from spreading as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm trying to think of it that I love that I do but I that's um, a lot <laughs> good for you I feel like it's really hard to keep up on doing all these different things yeah yeah so I just forgive myself when I can't and right. I I do it when I can yes I I my non-negotiables is my supplements and things and eating the right foods but some days when I'm feeling really crappy and I've just had chemo all I want to do is have a piece of toast with some Vegemite on it and lay on the lounge all day, and I do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgive myself because that's all I can do. <laughs> yeah. You Aussies and your yeah. Vegemite. <laughs> yeah. It's not the best. 
I'll <laughs> never under. I've tried it. Probably never again. <laughs> you, there's a certain way that you you do your ratio of butter and and Vegemite. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if I was taught that, but I don't know. I think I'm good. I'm glad I tried it though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like people assume that you need to like spread it thick, but it's you know a lot of butter and a little bit of Vegemite. <laughs> a nice crusty toast. It's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny that it's like not, it like doesn't really exist here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like any Australian that you speak to loves Vegemite or at least knows it, but. <laughs> it's the best. Just our thing. It's so funny. Um, so you just said a lot and you obviously know a lot. Like is does it at times overwhelm you or you're like so intrigued and do you think it has to do with the fact that you care about health and wellness so much that you are, you're just able to dive into all these things and learn as much as you know? I feel like I would be Um, so overwhelmed. Like, Oh my gosh, the liver, I need to take this because it does this. And then also don't forget about this, you know? Yeah. I think it's um, a lot of knowledge that I've accumulated over the years, like starting studying um, naturopathy. I did biology and chemistry and I was really, really, deeply into it at the time and I was like studying all these different ways of supporting the body and um a lot of it is old knowledge but a lot of it is also new knowledge that I've accumulated from researching talking to doctors talking to my naturopath talking to people online and I've just incorporated all of the things that I believe are the best for me into my into my routine Mm. and they've helped me so far like to to feel okay and it's there's proof that you know you can definitely feel okay while you're going through this you don't have to feel crap the whole time um and the shit thing to me is that like my oncologist doesn't tell me you should be eating a good diet while you're doing this or you should be exercising that annoys me because yeah a lot of people don't think to ask those questions and if their oncologist is not telling them to do that then what are they actually doing while they're trying to heal so um I think there's a lot of um that's why I've done so much research myself because I'm like if my oncologist is not doing this I'm going to take the responsibility myself to do it and find out all of this information right so um it is a little bit overwhelming and I do have this board (laughs) a whiteboard that I have that I've written everything that I need to do because some days I just don't remember and I will kind of look at it and tick it off when I when I remember to do that but because I've been doing all of these things for a while I just kind of remember to do some of them now they're just like a part of my routine and I just do them you know it's great because I never would have done it if I hadn't have if I hadn't have been diagnosed in the first place I wouldn't have changed my life in such a way that I'm now doing all of these things that are amazing for my health so right it's great <laughs> such a good way to look at it yeah <laughs> for sure and yeah. you were saying that you're now ever since you started eating meat again, you're able to like pop right out of bed. How many hours of sleep do you get? Um, I actually used to go to bed after midnight and get up like, you know, six hours later. And now that I have so much more time on my hands, I'm looking after myself better. I sleep like eight or nine hours a night. Um, so I'll go to bed at like 9.30 and I'll get out of bed at 6am and I, I love getting up early in the mornings whereas before I never used to 
So it's nice to be in that nice rhythm, like of that natural cycle of going to bed when you kind of should be and getting up when the sun comes up. And um, I just, I think the nights when I don't sleep because I've got all these drugs pumping through my body from chemo, I notice the effect that it has on my emotional well-being. And I'll be really tired and emotional all day and I'll be like, wow, sleep is so important. So <laughs> just making sure that you're getting enough sleep is just crazy. It's crazy for your well-being. <laughs> it really is. And I, and I believe I've heard that it's like the first thing people let go of when they're trying to like do things, you know, with their lives. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. all right, I'll yeah. just sleep less. It's like, but yeah. more sleep will elevate your chances of succeeding in that thing. Yeah. But it's just so hard. I mean, there really are only so many hours in a day. But yeah, I, I guess know. it's crazy. Efficiency, you know, yeah. is, is important. <laughs> Do you work right now? No, I'm not working. I'm actually fortunate enough to um, have income protection through my superannuation. So I have insurance that basically pays me while I'm not working. It pays me 75% of my income. And I didn't even know that I had it on my insurance, uh, sorry, my superannuation. It's just because I changed supers through the job that I had and that superannuation had the insurance on it um, that if you get sick or you have a disability, they will basically pay you while you can't work. And I'm so, 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 so fortunate that I had that because if I didn't change my superannuation, I wouldn't have had the income protection. And I now I'm telling everybody to check if their superannuation does that because you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you can't work and you're stuck for no money and, um, you know, the government will give you some money, but it's not much. <laughs> what is superannuation? Um, oh, do you guys not have superannuation over we there? We might, but I've never heard of it in my life. I don't know what you call it, um, but it's like your retirement plan, like oh, money okay. gets taken out. Like social security, maybe? Um, kind of, I guess. Yeah, um, maybe that's the equivalent. Each year when you work, like a certain amount of your income gets taken out yep, of your yearly salary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gets put into your superannuation. And then when you retire, you have a certain amount of money there. So you might have like 100000 or $200,000 that has been kind of slowly coming out over the years. Mm-hmm. And then you have some money at the end. So it's not taking money out of my superannuation, but it's, the insurance that I have um, that's paying for me to be, you know, <laughs> sitting at home, which is great because I don't have to work. But a lot of people still do work while they're on chemo. Yeah. And I give them huge props for doing that because I don't know how I would um, do that. I am doing a little bit of coaching here and there with my clients that I had before I got diagnosed. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm just enjoying this time to really connect with myself and heal again because I think a lot of people get so stuck doing the hustle for so long (laughs) and it's unfortunate that you know we live in a world where um, you can't actually take the time off to really connect with yourself again because we have to work nine to five we have to work five days a week we have to pay our rent and our mortgage or you know like some of the jobs that we do don't even pay in Australia, like two people working a pretty good job can't even own a house now because the house prices are insane. So 
it's like it's crazy how much everybody just lives this life they're just like hustle 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 all the time mm-hmm. and then they, they get sick and it's like because of this life that we're living I guess yeah um but yeah having this time to reflect and get really connected with good routine and good habits again I'm so 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 grateful for and I, I can imagine how hard it is for people who don't have the time to do that <laughs> having to learn a new way and a new habit, um, align new habits and get into a good routine where they're looking after themselves like optimally while they do everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you basically become a different person in the sense of like, I mean, for you particularly, like you're doing all these new things that you're, that's a new lifestyle. You're essentially a whole different human being, yeah. you know, yeah. like down yeah. to your cells just because you're nourishing them properly, but also yeah just because your lifestyle choices, like you can have twins that are identical, but they're completely different humans. If one just comes home and like watches Netflix all the time and one is like working out every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. And that's so nice that your government's able to help you out like that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's Uh, like, it's crazy. I feel so sorry for everybody that I've connected with over in the U S because you have to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, ha- if you don't have health insurance, or even if you do have health insurance, you still have to pay for all of this treatment in Australia. It's all free. It's all through Medicare. Um, chemo and everything is all covered under the um, public health scheme. So you don't have to pay for anything. I can't imagine what kind of burden that would put on my life if I had to pay for all of this treatment as well. And I just. I feel like it's um I don't know exactly how it works but a lot of people are in a lot of debt now because oh. of having to pay for all of their treatment and it's like if you can't afford it what do you do like it's it's really sad. Wow, that breaks my heart. Mm. Land of the free baby. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So <laughs> Um do you meditate as well? I know you said you do like breath work mm-hmm. and mandala drawing is like yeah. a form of meditation mm-hmm. and yoga. I mean, there's so many forms of meditation. It's like, what what kind yeah. of question <laughs> is that? <laughs> but, yeah, definitely like to meditate. Um, I haven't been doing it as often as I should. I shouldn't be saying that, but <laughs> I shouldn't be shooting on myself. Yeah. But, um, I feel that my own meditation is kind of getting into a state of, thinking positive thoughts and um, thinking like healing affirmations and things. So if I notice myself in a negative mindset, I'm like, okay, stand in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself like 10 times and then, you know, really feel the feeling of being aligned and being healthy and and get into the, the vibration of that. And I will try and do that more often than not. But I do like to sit and just put on some meditative music and really connect with silence and quietness and not thinking as well. Yeah. Because I think that's a really important thing, especially with the world that we live in. (laughs) Completely. And as much as I love audio and music and podcasts and I love just listening to something when I'm cooking, when I'm doing laundry, you know, there are times that I'm specifically trying to I've been talking to my sister and mom about this a lot lately about I just feel like nobody sits in their own silence enough. I mean, monks, you know, they go to the extreme where they don't talk or 
listen to anything for so long. I mean, maybe they listen to like prayer and stuff. I'm not sure. But um, I mean, it's just so funny being this modern world and we don't even make time. So I feel like that's all these little things that we look at as like small and little, like I just said, which they're so not like silence and sleep and the most Mm -hmm. simple yet Mm -hmm. the first things that we get rid of to think that they're going to make us feel better and get further. Mm -hmm. And it just, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. There's a, um, I read Steve, I I don't know if Steve Jobs actually said this, but there's a thing that's been circulating around Facebook um, saying this, this was like Steve Jobs, like last little thing that he said. Um, And he said there was like, eight essentials for well-being I think something like that and it was like sunlight um fresh air sleep I can't remember all of them but yeah. it was like if you just follow that basic the little, basics the basics like you can pretty much nail life <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's and so... it's like crazy how if you deprive yourself of just one of those things um, that your whole body can be in balance. Like you could be sleeping really well, you could be eating really well, but you could be sitting in a nine-to-five job where you don't go out in the sun every day. And just because of not going out in the sun, everything else can be imbalanced. Like it's crazy. So just go back to the basics and get the essentials and and look after yourself in that way and everything will be okay. <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> And that's a good point, actually. I definitely have gotten more vitamin D lately. I wonder if that has a large part to do with, like, why I feel okay being so feeling not okay. I'm I'm so blessed, you know, like, I have a (laughs) 9 to 5. I can pay my rent. I can pay my bills. I am definitely lucky as hell, you know. But being, like, growth-minded and seeking that next thing all the time. It's like, you know, and but vitamin D has probably (laughs) just coming out of winter – here yeah um (laughs) so what do you do that helps you through current challenges that you didn't have in your toolbox five years ago if you can pinpoint one of these things Mm, sounds like you've you've, Um, you know included a lot of new things yeah (laughs) I think the um the most profound one thing that um has helped me is knowing that Every day when I wake up, whether I feel crappy or not, it's my choice whether I feel crappy or not. (laughs) If I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck my life, I have cancer, like I I can't go out and do what I want to do, I I feel like crap, I haven't got any energy, it's my choice to say that or I could also, you know, get up and say, thank you, universe, that I'm living and breathing right now. Thank you, universe, for providing me with a home with some money while I'm sick. Thank you, universe, that I have access to organic food and I can afford it and, uh, like, I have free health care and I have a beautiful partner who's supporting me. Um, Gratitude is amazing to help you get connected with that. And when you get connected to what you're thankful for, you can choose what you like the way you want your day to be, basically. So that's been the most profound thing for me, definitely. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I like it. And lastly, is there anything that you wish we spoke about and something I didn't ask or something intuitive that you'd like to share? 
Um, I guess the only intuitive thing that's coming up is no matter what uh, struggles we go through, we are always given what we can handle and we are always going to be okay. And um, it is hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes, but there is always a purpose to what is happening to us and it's always for our betterment. <laughs> it's not to make us worse, even though we may see a experience as being quite negative, like me getting cancer and going through chemo. I see that there's so much more positive that's come from it. Um, I look back on <laughs> January the 21st, my diagnosis day, and I don't go, I wish that never happened. And that's crazy because, you know, it's such a bad experience <laughs> to go through. But who I am now is light years away from who I was back then. So even though we suffer, <laughs> we are always, always on the path to um, bliss and universal love always and we're always cradled in mother earth's arms and she always wants to su to support us through it <laughs> totally <laughs> Aww, that's beautiful thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you so much for being on here um it's been such a pleasure and you've been such a doll and i feel like we've covered everything that i've been so curious about which is so nice and it's really rare to be able to sit down and talk to somebody about something like this I feel or not I don't know if it's rare that it's like I don't know I feel like do people usually generally want to talk about it or it's better off to just yeah. like a, pretend it doesn't exist you know yeah. I, I feel like um, some people don't want to talk about it and I've seen on some of the Facebook groups some people write messages like, did you come out on your Facebook? Like they say, did you come out like telling people about your diagnosis? And I feel like there's, there shouldn't be anything to be ashamed about. Even if you don't want people knowing your business, be like, I'm going through something right now and, you know, this is going to make me stronger. <laughs> yeah. um, and I see a lot of fear that comes from getting diagnosed, going, oh, God, like I'm so afraid of where this is going to go, what this means for my life. Uh, but, you know, facing a fear like that makes you feel so much more empowered in the end. And once you face the biggest fears, you're no longer afraid of it and you, you, you feel like invincible, like you go, what, what's next, universe? Yeah. <laughs> because, because it's like so empowering getting through that. So there's no shame in whatever way anybody wants to process going through this but I think it's a very very empowering talking to uh, talking about it and and bringing awareness to it um so people don't get so afraid and like people who see me out in public with no hair like instead of looking down or looking at me in horror they could look at me and go oh, yeah you're, you're killing it like <laughs> if, if people were more aware of like you know what you're actually going through right so but I also wonder yeah. if that's just your like lovely sense of humor that it makes <laughs> you like want people to respond that way I don't know you know what I mean yeah. like that's just Probably, yeah that's such a <laughs> pun to be like you're killing it because like you're killing the cancer <laughs> you know you're like yeah that's why I have no hair <laughs> I didn't even get that that was great <laughs> great observation but yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
but yeah, it's just like, don't be afraid, I guess. Don't be afraid. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's, yeah. it's Death is a scary thing. A lot of people are afraid of death and cancer is very, very associated with death. And um, when it comes to cancer, people just naturally go death straight away. But um, there are so many people thriving with cancer, so many people who are stage four and they were told they were going to live a year and they live 10 years. Mm. So it's, you know, we need to look at cancer a new way and see it as something that's not so scary anymore. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much again. <laughs> it was so nice. Thank you. It was so nice connecting with you. Yeah. And I absolutely love everything that you're doing. And I love the name of your podcast, Well I'm Wise. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It was not an easy process. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's definitely it's the perfect name. I think it aligns with you so much. And um, thank you for doing what you're doing as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Really, it really is. Well, that is a wrap, folks. Thank you again so much for tuning in and listening to Well and Why with my guest Sarah and myself this week. Um, doing this bi-weekly podcast versus weekly has been transformational. And I can't necessarily say that all the space that I've had has been positive. However... I think negative space is equally as important as positive space because at the end of the day, it's space and space is necessary at all times. And for that, I think it was all positive. And I mean, on the podcast front, it's definitely been positive because I have not been as stressed. I've had more time and I feel like I've really correct me if I'm wrong, but I've really learned a lot about having a little bit better quality post-production, meaning my editing. So that's exciting. Um, but other than that, I've definitely had a lot more time to think about what else I should be doing with my time. And this mandala shit, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> it is good for the soul. So I'm grateful for that. I hope you check out her mandala YouTube video if you're looking for something to ease your mind a little bit here and there. It's literally mindfulness. It's definitely an exercise. I can't say it works when I'm in a, a heated conversation, but maybe. I don't know. It definitely works while I'm in a creative flow and to see what comes out from it is just so amazing. And mind-blowing, in fact. It's like you don't even know what to do next. And you're, and then you sit there and you look at your picture of what you've created so far. And, and you try to envision a bigger picture. But really, all you have to worry about is the next move. How relatable is that? Oh, life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a great couple of weeks until... We meet again. Ta-ta for now.